is a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agents. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, Akshay. Hey listeners, welcome back to this episode of Spectacular Science. I'm your host, Akshay. Pollinators, they're all around us. And right now, I'm in a bee farm surrounded by these pollinators. But how do these pollinators actually help the environment? And what problems are they facing? Because one of the giant problems is climate change. Climate change really impacts these pollinators. But I'm really curious on how it impacts them and what pollinators really are and what we can do to save the pollinators. That's why I am talking to Dr. Samuel Myers from the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health. He specializes in planetary health and is a principal research scientist. He is also the director of the Planetary Health Alliance. He knows a lot about pollinators and the impact climate change has on them and what we can do about it. I want to meet him in this bee farm. Oh, I see him right there. He's wearing that bee suit, just like me. Okay, let me go talk to him. Just gotta go through this swarm of bees. Good thing that bees are actually nice to me. Hi, Dr. Myers. Hi, Akshay. It's so great to see you here in this amazing bee farm. There's so many bees. (laughs) Let's make sure we don't get stung. Yeah, that's why we have these protective bee suits on. Perfect. Okay, so can you please introduce yourself to listeners? Sure. So my name's uh, Sam Myers, and I'm a physician and a principal research scientist at the Harvard Chan School of Public Health, and I direct an organization called the Planetary Health Alliance. So what do you do in your organization? Well, so the Planetary Health Alliance is all about how we grow the field of planetary health. And the field of planetary health is all about how changes in the world's environmental conditions are coming back to affect our own health and well-being. So really understanding how human-caused changes in the climate and land use and biodiversity, all these ways that we're changing nature come back to affect our own health. And so I direct the organization that's trying to grow this field and also to um, bring the new ideas and the sort of conceptual framework of of this field out to into action into um, the world. Wow, that's very interesting. So let's get on with the pollinators. So what is pollen and what are pollinators? Well, so pollen is this material that's produced by plants as part of their reproduction. And so a male flowering plant will produce pollen, and then somehow that pollen has to make it to the female part of the same plant or to a different plant far away in order to continue the reproductive process and create things like fruits and nuts um, that the plant produces as part of its own reproduction. Wow, so what do pollinators do to get 
that pollen from one flower or a plant to the next? Well, so the way plants are pollinated is either sort of passively through things like wind, which just can move the pollen across the, the landscape, or through animal pollinators. And plants have all kinds of really cool ways of attracting um, their pollinators. So they're there are plants that only flower in the middle of the night and they attract certain moths that or bats that are only around in the nighttime and that's why they flower at night. They can produce certain scents, which is why some flowers can smell so good um, to attract pollinators. They can produce honeys and nectars and things that the animal pollinators want to eat. But while they're in there trying to get the nectar, they get brushed by the pollen. And then when they go to the next plant, they carry it with them. So there are lots of strategies that plants will use. But fundamentally, pollinators are the animals that are carrying the pollen from one plant to another plant in service of the reproduction of those plants. Wow, so what do pollinators do to get that pollen from one flower or a plant to the next? Exactly. Wow, so why are these pollinators so important? Like the bees that are flying around us. Oh no, watch out for that one, it's getting a little too close. Well, they're really important because most of the crops, the plants that we eat, in the world require pollination to produce those crops. And so what we call pollinator dependent crops make up the majority of the calories and the nutrients in our diet. And when we don't have any pollinators around, it reduces the amount of those crops that we're able to produce. So what impact does this have on the entire world? Well, I mean, so if we lost all of our pollinators, it would have a big impact on the amount of um, nutrients in our diet. And we'd have bigger problems with things like vitamin A deficiency and folate deficiency. And we'd actually cause a lot of mortality. In fact, we studied what would happen with a total loss of pollinators in terms of the production of foods that we eat. And it would lead to over a million deaths a year globally um, just from not having those pollinators around. So we actually really rely on consuming um, the foods that come from pollinator-dependent crops um, pretty importantly. Wow. So does climate change, which is an ongoing problem that's happening right now, does that have an impact on these pollinators and how? You know, so this is it's a really good example of a planetary health problem, Akshay. So yes, climate change is impacting the pollinators, but so are a lot of other kinds of human activity. And the big thing that's been affecting the pollinators is loss of habitat and loss of forage. And so people clearing land um, for agriculture and other uses are taking away the habitat that the wild pollinators were used to living in and taking away the forage, the things that they used to eat. So changes in land cover are one important factor. Pollution can affect pollinators. Use of pesticides, particularly a kind of pesticide called neonicotinoids has been shown to be really bad for pollinators. And then you're right, climate change is an additional stress on pollinator populations. So there are lots of different kinds of human activity that are affecting not just pollinators, but insects all over the world and, and other types of biodiversity. Oh no, what can we do to save these pollinators? Well, the good news is that a whole group of scientists who study the ecology and biology of pollinators, they call themselves 
pollinator ecologists have been working on exactly that problem for many years, and they've come together and created sort of consensus statements, things that they all agree on um, about how we can protect the pollinators. And they've defined a set of what they call pollinator-friendly practices. And those pollinator-friendly practices are things like planting hedgerows around our fields. And the hedgerows will have wild plants that produce the kind of habitat and forage that our wild pollinators need. Reducing the use of pesticides, um, creating something called intercropping where you mix uh, some crops in with your other crops that make good habitat for the pollinators. So there's a whole series of um, practices that not only have been shown to protect pollinators, but they actually pay for themselves because they increase the yields of the crops on the farm. Uh, and so they're good for the farmers. They're good for all of us because we get more healthy foods and they tend to pay for themselves and they're really good for the pollinators and other kinds of biodiversity. So what we really need to do is start initiating these pollinator friendly practices as fast as we can all over the world. So what can we as humans do around our house or in our yards to help save the pollinators? Yeah, so there are lots of websites that, you know, you can look at that um, talk about how you can actually grow um, wildflower gardens that are particularly good for creating the kind of um, habitat and forage that I was talking about for different types of pollinators, for um, bees and butterflies and moths and other kinds of, of insects, uh, as well as birds for that matter, um, that really provide what they need biologically and help support those populations. So you can do that at the individual level, you can do it at the community level and students can get together and create school gardens or um, community gardens um, that can really help support um, pollinators. And then we can also talk to the people in government about the need to um, create these pollinator friendly practices at the level of whole cities or states or even countries. So there's a lot that has to be done on the policy level, but there's a lot that we can do individually, um, even within our own gardens or our own communities. Wow, that's so amazing. When I get home from this bee farm, I'm definitely going to plant a lot of wildflowers for my best friends, the bees and other pollinators. Fantastic. Well, that sounds like an excellent project. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I really enjoyed it. And I learned so much about pollinators and just how to save them, which is a big thing that almost everyone has to do in order to stay healthy and for this entire planet to stay healthy. All right. Well, it's been nice to talk to you and um, good luck with your next steps. Thank you so much. Now, would you mind helping me harvest some honey from these bees? I really need help. And this is my first time dealing with bees. So I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced and hosted by me, Akshay J. Raman. Our theme song and additional music are by Charan Ramachandran. Special thanks to Dr. Myers for accepting this interview invite. I learned so much about pollinators, and now I know what I can do in my own house to help save the pollinators.
Also, special thanks to Varun Ramachandran. Visit SpectacularSci.com, my podcast website, to find interactive activities, articles, and a blog post that will keep you thinking about science. That's SpectacularSci.com. Please also sign up for the Spectacular Science Membership, where you can get bonus episodes, the fact of the day, which is a fun science fact every day, and bonus activities. Sign up at SpectacularSci.com slash membership. Also, subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening. It really helps and it encourages me to keep making new episodes. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science. Keep thinking about science.